0: truth, make Jesus the way, tell the truth, on the podcast, tell the truth, coming up fast. Hey everybody, this is Sharon with Tell the Truth and True Life Music. I love ideas that God gives us. You know what's so great about Millbank? It's not all cluttered up. I mean, cluttered up with stuff. You can look out and see a spectacular sunset or sunrise You can see how big the sky is and the clouds, how they're moving around. There's no skyscrapers to get in the way of the view, and it's all about the view, you know. If you're out jogging on the edge of town, you can see for miles all the way to Minnesota. And did I mention we have our very own lake? Lake Farley and the park on the north side of town have some very special memories for me. When I was little, like I said, way back in the day, my family used to go to Lake Farley Park and have a picnic on my birthday. It was great. Or we would have big, huge Sunday school picnics there. We always went swimming and had watermelon. Did you ever go swimming in a lake or river that was kind of muddy or rocky? The rocks can hurt your feet, and the mud is just gross or fun, however you look at it. My big brother and I would go wandering around in the Whetstone Creek and we found the hugest clam shells in the mud. I'm talking like six, seven, eight inch clams. They were gigantic. I think I still have some. Sometimes the water in a lake or a river is clean and sometimes it can be very muddy or full of weeds depending on the weather and where the water comes from and which, which way it's flowing and things like that. Now, I'm still talking about ideas and how ideas that come from God always turn out right if we do things right. I don't like to have to move. I like to be settled. In fact, a few years ago, when we decided to move back to South Dakota, I got so excited that I wrote a song about it called Back to South Dakota. And, well, I'll sing that for you another time but I'm really glad that God gave us that idea to come back to South Dakota. I don't like to move because you have to leave your friends, find a new place to live, figure out how to move all your stuff, or get rid of it, and find new things to do. And sometimes we just don't want to move, but sometimes we have to. And it's probably a good idea that if your parents move, you have to go along with them. However, sometimes things happen that we just can't help. If you were taken away from your friends and family and put in a whole new place, what would you do? What if you were taken to a whole different country? Well, that is what happened a very, very long time ago to a little girl. She was taken from her homeland of Israel to a different country to be a servant girl. As it turned out, she became the servant girl to the wife of the army captain. His name was Naaman. He was a very great captain in the king's army, but he had a bad problem. Somehow, he had gotten a very nasty, creepy disease on his skin, and they tried everything but there was no cure for this disease. In fact, some people that had it, if it was bad enough, you couldn't even touch them or go near them, or you would get it too, like the creepy crud. You would do anything to avoid getting this because once you got it, it never went away and only got worse and worse. Well, one day this little servant girl, now I'm not sure what her name was, but... We'll find out eventually," she said to Captain Naaman's wife. I wish that Captain Naaman would go to see a man of God who lives in Samaria. Then he would be cured of the creepy crud. Really? Really? How did this little servant girl know anything about someone who had enough faith in God that she was sure Captain Naaman would be cured? How did she have enough faith to say that the captain would be cured or healed? She didn't say, I hope so, or, well, maybe, or, we'll take a chance on it, or it's worth a try. She just said quite simply that Captain Naaman would be healed. No question about it. Now, this servant girl, remember, had been captured and taken from her own home and country to a different place and different people and different family. And I don't think she could take all her stuff with her to her new home. She did, however, take the most important thing of all. What was that? Her faith in God her faith that God never fails, and that he always wants the best for us always. This girl was also very smart and very kind. She remembered about the man of God from her home country, how he had helped so many other people because of his faith in God, and she wanted the captain to get cured. She must have felt sorry for him because there was no cure for the creepy crud. How could she watch him day after day get worse and worse? And what about his wife? She probably couldn't even touch her own husband. No hugs today, honey. I'm sorry. You would think that servant girl would be feeling sorry for herself, captured and kidnapped and all, but she was more concerned for the captain. So the wife told the captain what the servant girl said, and the captain told the king. And the king wrote a letter for Naaman to take along and give to the king of Israel when he got there, so that he would be cured. Now, this was a serious journey for Naaman, and he wanted to make sure that he had enough money to pay for his healing, because you know how expensive doctors are. You know how much money he took? Just get this. The Bible, the book of truth, says that he took Thousand pieces of silver and six thousand gold pieces, and just as an added bonus, more than a week's worth of the best clothes he could buy. Hmm, so. He loaded up his horses and his chariots and his camels and stuff. You know, Naaman must have been a pretty rich guy. Uh, When he got to Israel, he caused quite a commotion. And of course, the man of God, whose name was Elisha, heard all about Naaman's troubles. So Elisha sent a messenger to tell Naaman that if he would go down to the Jordan River and wash himself seven times in the river, he would be totally healed. This idea did not set well with Captain Naaman. He got terribly angry. He assumed that Elisha, the man of God, would pray over him in the town square and everything, everyone would come out and they'd make a big spectacle out of it and and the Lord would do an awesome, amazing healing. But God had a better idea. Remember all the money and fancy clothes that Naaman brought along? Do you think maybe he was trying to make a big impression or thinking he could get on the good side of Elisha? Do you know that God is not at all impressed with how much money we have or how great our house or car or toys are? He looks at what is in our heart. What do you suppose may have been in Naaman's heart? Was God trying to teach him something? Naaman did not want to stoop so low as to dirty himself in the Jordan River, that muddy old thing. No way. The clams would bite his toes for crying out loud. He could have washed himself in any old river. Why did it have to be this one? Well, his servants who had been with him all through the journey tried to calm him down. They had, after all, come a long ways, and what Elisha said to do wasn't hard. Just go and wash in the river seven times. Doesn't sound hard to me. If you had the creepy crud and are desperate, wouldn't you give it a try? Well, eventually his servants persuaded him to go to the river. He had to forget about his pride, and his big influence as an important army captain, and he had to forget about all his anger. Well, it's worth a try. So down he went into the muddy river. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times. And just as Elisha had said, he was completely healed. Not a trace of disease anywhere. It's a miracle. I just can't imagine how happy he was. He would get to hug his wife again. So naturally, he wanted to pay Elisha. He had brought lots of money along, remember? But Elisha would not take a single penny. He was only doing what God had instructed him to do. Listening and obeying are very important. Well, the story's not over. This is the part that gets very interesting concerning one of the servants and the dreadful thing that happened to him. Oh, I don't want to give away the ending. So uh, you can read it for yourself in the second book of Kings. See, kings, there were so many of them that they had to make two books full of the kings. They had kings 1 and kings 2, the first book and the second book of kings. So this is in the second book of kings in chapter 5. And, you know, (laughs) the little girl and Naaman, it's all about all kinds of interesting stories in there. In fact, I made up a song about Naaman and the little girl. It's just called Oh, oh, Naaman, you want to hear it? that story. That little girl was a great teacher. Captain Naaman sure had a lot to learn. And then there's Gehazi. Things didn't turn out so well for him. Unfortunately, he got really selfish and greedy and nothing good happens when you're selfish. He had a lot to learn also. It's all downhill for Gehazi. Yes, it's all in 2 Kings chapter 5. Read all about it in the book of truth. Oh, I really like that story about Naaman. I'm so glad that he finally got rid of the creepy crud. Oh boy, I think the whole community was happy when he came home all healed. So, you know, be a good helper and be a good teacher and think about how you can help other people. And remember, it's all in the big book of truth. Tell the truth thank you for listening to tell the truth podcast with sharon and true life music recorded in the Y millbank podcast studio in millbank south dakota you can contact us at sharon TrueLife at gmail.com or online at why slash tell the truth